I don't know about you, but I am not the writer I wish I was. And maybe you don't even care about writing, and so it doesn't pain you at all. But for some of us, we're strange, I know. For many years, we have desired to find the exact way to take what's in our heads and in our hearts and in our spirit and put it on the page. Say it just the way we can envision or almost hear saying it just right. And it's painful too, because when you want to write well and you read great writers, oh, you wish you had said it that way. You wish you could put these sentences, these paragraphs together in such a way that it elicits that emotion, that poetry. Oh, it just pains you. And it's funny, maybe this has been your experience. Years ago, I thought I was a pretty good writer. It seemed like it came very easily to me. I would just write and write. But now I read back and realize, no, no, I was just a bad writer then. And that's why it seemed so easy. And the older I get, the harder it seems. Well, I've been revisiting lately just lovely stretches of writing throughout many, many years of just writing down things that I've loved. And I want to share with you, it's a little bit of a journey here, um, something I read, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago in the writer Camus, who I love. If you know me well, you know that. And this that I'm about to read you, it's from The Fall, and it's one paragraph that I think is perfect. This is a perfect paragraph of writing, not only because it's beautiful, but because it elicits the exact feeling and emotion of walking along the Seine in Paris in the evening because I've had this experience. I know exactly what he's saying, and I can feel it, and I want you to feel it. So here we are. Just listen. Night was falling. The sky, still bright in the west, was darkening. The street lamps were glowing dimly. I was walking up the quays of the left bank toward the Pont des Arts. The river was gleaming between the stalls of the second-hand booksellers. There were but few people on the quays. Paris was already at dinner. I was treading on the dusty yellow leaves that still recalled summer. Gradually, the sky was filling with stars that could be seen for a moment after leaving one street lamp and heading toward another. I enjoyed the return of silence, the evening's mildness, the emptiness of Paris. I was happy. To me, that's perfection. It evokes every part of that moment. The five senses, the feeling that sort of underlines the five senses. It's just beautiful. And just this last weekend, I was reading through some old uh, notebooks where I've made notes about scenes and settings and places. And I came across, this really delighted me. Just some notes I took on the exact opposite side of the river that Camus was talking about. And this was me fumbling around at the age of 25 to try to get to some sort of similar feel. So I want to read it to you, not in some self-important way, but just because it, it captured my heart a little bit that I had gone after the same setting in somewhat a similar way. I wrote, Standing on the right bank, nearer side of the Pont Neuf, looking west along the top of the river at night. Golden-tinged thunderheads backlit by the end of the sunset in the west. The Eiffel Tower's spotlight on rotation. 
the dazzling light of the bateau mouche, les vedettes pont neuf, blinding us, moored up next to the parc vergalante. An early September warm breeze gusting east along the watertop, seemingly encased within the high banks of the Seine, and blowing soft and warm against our faces. The sound of boats plashing against the tide, the sound of voices, the smell of river water, earthy, all carrying, alive. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Well, it's kind of been part of my strange process. Over the years, I've experimented with how do you speak of Jesus in such a way that you evoke just enough of the scene to bring the rest of it into a focus that allows your, the listener or reader's imagination, to be with him. This is something I've been working on and tinkering with all the years I worked with Young Life as a volunteer and on staff, and ever since being with the Union, trying to speak of Jesus everywhere I get the chance. I actually have a name for it. I call it the literary theory of the forms, all the way back to Plato, where he talked about the idea that we have certain imagery and even what he would call forms already set in our psyche and that bringing them to life, uh, you know, if you remember the allegory of the cave, we only have a perception, but maybe that perception is enough. Well, anyways, I won't belabor that more. Uh, The last while I've been tinkering again with what I call glimpses. These are little encounter moments with the narratives of the gospels. And so From my experimentation in Paris 15, 16 years ago, and from reading from people like Camus, Hemingway, uh, I just wanted to share with you one of these glimpses because I really, frankly, enjoyed it. And I hope you do too. So this is a setup to where you would actually kind of experience Jesus walking on water in a fresh, totally new way. And I hope it grabs you because it's a totally different angle than I think you'll probably ever have seen. But I kind of think it's a little bit beautiful. So if you would humor me, hopefully this brings you to the feet of Jesus. Bethsaida's notorious drunk is lying, half propped up against the rough bark of a tree, just at the upper edge of the shoreline. The whole town is asleep. The last candlelight went out an hour ago. Shutters of windows are closed against the coolness of the night. The drunk is feeling the swirl of the earth beneath his buttocks. His head is starting to tighten as the looseness of the wine wears off. He contemplates the look of the moon, its startling presence and reflection on the water, and the breath of the air on his face. He is feeling rather poetical in the darkness. A hard wind begins to blow out of the east. He imagines how it rustles over the grassy heights on the opposite shore and sluggishly rolls his head to watch the cauldroning of the sea. He yawns and then notices something. He squints his eyes to see in the moonlight. An individual is walking past the end of the row of houses and crossing the pebbly stretch of the shore down to the water. The man is fully clothed, so it's not for a swim. Then, in the moonlight, with the sound of the wind swell slapping against the rocks and sand, the drunk, and he's sure he sees this, sees this. The man walks out atop the sea.
no break in his stride, then disappears past the track of the moon's reflection on the water. Friends, Jesus is so glorious, so mysterious, but so truly human and alive that when I stop and think of him not breaking stride as he walks out onto the Sea of Galilee, it takes my breath away. I hope he takes your breath away today. And thanks for, again, humoring me as I talk a little bit about writing, reading, literature, and sort of the art of the imagination. As always, thanks for listening.